What's up, bro? How are, how are things? Uh, I'm alright, alright. If uh, if things sound a little funky to the regular Flowing with Famous listener, I'm having to record this on the road and not in the studio, so just, okay. just a heads up. I don't know that, how this is going to turn out. That's the dedication that we put into this podcast. That's right. Make it happen no matter what. We just like, do it, man. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah. on, I'm on 99 and I don't care, man. I'm just going <laughs> to drive. Just pull, over, pull over 99 and do it. I appreciate that. That's the way I like to. That's the way I like to get down. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. no CHP comes up behind me. You know, and says, you know, Wait, are you stop us. No, no, I'm not driving. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're just driving. <laughs> like, yeah. Having a conversation. Why not? Uh, man. All right. So uh, let's go. Uh, uh, we're in we're April. April, in and uh, we just had a huge festival. The Fresh yes yeah. Fest is back. And Fresh Yes Fest is back, and it was amazing. It was full, full bore, full bore Fresh yeah. Yes Fest. It was crazy. So what? What did uh, twenty one thousand people that they yeah that was the uh, through, that which was is an estimate. The, the the last one. Uh, so I guess it would what is, that would have been twenty nineteen, seventeen thousand I think. Yeah, so they increased by whatever that number is, 17 and 21. So that's a pretty big, big jump. Um, I know talking with uh, Mike Oz uh, that day, like, you know, I until that day, I think they were expecting like 10,000 people. Like, you know, they weren't expecting it to be such a, a big, uh, a, a big turnout. Um, but it was great. And what was awesome about it, it started getting a little crazy at the end, but you know, I was there <laughs> all day and, um, because they changed kind of the format of it and how it was laid out, um, you could make it so that you never really felt completely overwhelmed by the amount of people there. Yeah. Did you feel that same thing where it was like, you know, if, if, it, if there, there were a bunch of people and there were some sp- spots where there was bottlenecks, you know? So I think, like, as right. you got close to the main stage, um, it, it 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 got a, a little crazy. But if you were just sort of hanging out, you could you could find a place where there wasn't all that many people, and kind of just chill out and enjoy yourself. And I don't know. So, yeah, you uh, could what, you could definitely what, what uh, definitely hide. Uh, you know, I mean, I did that. The, the 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 slower part was the the north end where yeah. that stage that you were running was at the or like the little bit more mellow part the you get the new rock homegrown stage yeah, yeah. you get near the uh, uh on Fulton Street next to Tioga or in Tioga itself it, it was thick yeah. but what I I actually appreciated a little bit uh was that they pulled the main stage and I think maybe they did this uh in in 
2019, but they pulled that main stage out of Tioga, you know, because uh-huh. before they had always had the main stage in the back, and, and, and that was cool. But they actually pulled the main stage out and put it in that parking lot across the street, which is really nice because then it allowed, like, all of Tioga just to be used for, like, kind of hanging out. And, you know, they had a, some, their uh, beer back there, and they had some food trucks and stuff. So to me, it felt really nice to be able to like really kind of enjoy Tioga a little more. Like yeah. if that was what you wanted. Like you could still kind of have like a beer garden experience. Yeah. And not have to be like smack into the festival, right? Yeah, I think that um, was. Uh, I noticed that too, and I I was like pleased by that. I like mm-hmm. just having that, not having the stage in Tioga, just making it even worse. You know, usually that makes it you know worse as far as people go. Right, uh, right. So just being able to have Tioga, the beer garden, open it almost in a you know in a normal way, right, uh, was a lot was a lot better. And then I also think it's nice because then it allows if you are there to see the music, then it really allows that to be really a right. better experience for people because that main stage is just set up in such a way that allows people to really crowd in and, and yeah. kind of make it. Like, there's more and like yeah and, and not everybody gives a crap about being in Tioga so if you're just going to see music you may be sort of annoyed if you're having to be crunched into Tioga right. uh, uh, but so it just sort of helps both ways it helps for the people just going to see the music and it helps for the people just wanting to drink beer and hang out you know right right so uh, here's a question press yes best music festival question mark (laughs) um because it sort of felt like especially because uh this year they added uh well for uh uh, so this year they added the homegrown stage um so they had you know i don't know what it was five or six bands playing there they had the the normal stage where they had uh, a bunch of bands and then um on the at the end of the thing full circle was doing their end of the block party and they had a stage and they had bands set up there so it really felt like um, uh, uh, it had like that kind of music festival vibe, even though like obviously it wasn't a music festival, but it still sort of had that vibe to me. What What do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, if you describe the event, what is the event? Block party? Yeah, it's a block party, but I mean, if you, I guess, you know, if I'm just trying to imagine if you took out music element out of it, what do you have? And then it's, it's, is it a block party? If like, like could have either have existed without each other, meaning like would have, could have just had the bands and not have a bunch of food trucks and, and, uh, uh, vendors and all that stuff that which you would think of being as a more of a music festival. Um, you could have like, yeah, I think it's a block party. I think if, if, if you needed all the elements though. Like if you sure, if you sure. took away one element, then if you took away one element from the festival part, then it's a music festival, right? Or, or um, I'm sorry, the block part. Like if you took one block party element out, then it's a music festival. If you mm-hmm. took the music out, then it's just a block party, right? And, you know, so yeah, I, I think it's a good mix. I, yeah, I would say it's a block party in that um, the. The, the music is is secondary, right? Like, and I'm sure, yeah. and I could be wrong, but for me, it's like, I'm not going out to see see uh, those bands necessarily. Like, you know, that lineup of bands, like, that's not the, 
the reason number one that I'm going to be there, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going because it's the event downtown, and I want to enjoy the beer, and I want to enjoy the food trucks and and the the crowd of people. Oh, and there's a bunch of awesome bands playing. Like to me, that's the feeling of it more so than like, hey, here's the lineup of bands. Here's who you want to see. Blah blah. blah. And I think part of, part of that is because it's a free event. Yeah. Um, and we don't really necessarily associate music festivals as being free events. Yeah. So. Um, and it was all. Like, it was all. Uh, was there any bands that weren't uh, regional? You mean like out of town bands? Yeah. No, every, no. Everyone was from here. Yeah, everyone was from either from Fresno or you yeah. know a couple bands. I think maybe like came from Visalia or. Or, or Clovis. I never uh, did get to check out. Bit, but. Yeah, I never did get to check out the Grizzly Stadium part. The DJ. Oh yeah, that's DJ what... Radio was in there. Yeah. 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 Which but is, it... I forgot. I didn't get over there either, and, and it, I heard that was really cool because they had like, like me and Ed's had something set up there, and then TZ Radio, the DJs were set up there, um, and so which that was the other thing that that was really cool about this is like they're depending on where you were there were like multiple different kind of events happening so you could have stayed all day right there by the homegrown stage yeah and um had a really great time yeah because there was like whatever or if you were at the main stage you could have seen the main stage stuff or you could have just walked in between all of them or you could have been over at the the tz radio doing the dj stuff um and sort of more of the dance party and that's where they had like the hard alcohol like the actual bar yeah uh, was open there so if you didn't want just to have um just to have drinks although modernist was also open on the other side so you know um depending on how you wanted to what you wanted to do there was a little bit of something for everyone i feel like yeah and Which the- is probably why there were so many. What's uh, What's funny is how we you know when doing Fuse Fest, for example, which was purely a music festival, we had such a, such a hard time getting people to come out for the beginning of it mm-hmm. for the beginning yeah, yeah. bands. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I know to go early to Fresyes Fest or Fulton Street Party, whichever, and I probably went at one thirty ish. And thinking like, oh, it's gonna be pretty thin or not thin, but like, like it was already like full, full swing. Like, like everybody has already been there for a while. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I'm just like, how the hell is this happening? Where I'm showing up yeah. in the first hour of it, where normally a thing in Fresno, it's just sort of not dead, but like, just sort of like event staff there. And now right. this thing is already like going early even anymore. Is yeah. it's like not even helping. No, I think that's a hundred percent. Like it definitely, you know, as the night got, uh, got further on, um, especially the main stage definitely got more crowded, but yeah, there were people there the whole day. It it felt like something was happening the whole day, you know? Yeah. And that, uh, that the old, that definitely brought up the bait on Fresno Twitter of like, Mm -hmm. see, like, look, we got 20,000, people in downtown Fresno and uh, like sort of like so the debate is over as far as getting people to come downtown for a thing like that you can just you can do that now there's not there's not 
you're going to get people from all over the city to come downtown for an event. That is correct. So yeah, we're yeah. we're past that argument now, like where we used to just figure that out. So now we're still at a, a thing of like, how do we do? Are do we need? Are we still talking about getting people downtown, or or worried about North Fresno coming right. downtown? Are we still worried well, about so, that? Are we over so, it? Uh, Mark, Mark uh, wrote a column for the beat, um, and uh, it was good. It was a, a great column, and I appreciated it. I I felt like it's a it was a story that like has had been written for a decade. I, I wrote it myself, like uh-huh. guarantee. You know, the first time that uh, that uh, Taco Truck Throwdown happened, or the first time that you know uh, the first Fred's Yes Fest where they had three thousand people. However, you know, um, and and it's the story of like, see, downtown does have something people want, right? Yeah. Like that's the story. Or downtown is viable, and here's why. Um, you know, because, hey, look at this event, you know, and I, and I think um, uh, Mark pointed out not only was there Fresh Fest, but the day before there was the giant soccer thing. Um, you know, if you want to extend that out, like Hamilton's playing there now and it's doing a like however, like long run. So like there's all these things that are happening in downtown. So see downtown like the people who say downtown is is crappy or you know that that there's only homeless people they all need to shut up like that that was essentially like his his main uh point which i totally agree with at the same time an event you know we know people go will go wherever for events because people go to to the the fresno fairgrounds every year right people go out to clovis for the rodeo like just because you have an event here, I mean, so first of all, it sort of, someone brought this up on Twitter, is it like, it sort of ignores the fact that like, downtown has always had giant events, like forever. Yeah. Like, Univision used to have their concerts, their, right. uh, like the Mariachi Festival, and then they had these like, huge, that would bring tens of thousands of people, you know, all of the time. Right. Uh, and we just kind of forget about it because most of us never went to them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So, but they pulled in giant numbers, and it just wasn't we weren't talked about because it wasn't a community we were involved in or something. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you know, now that they're having these cool, like quote unquote, like hip cool events that are bringing out a a, a, a like the diversity, a diverse or a more diverse, let's say, grouping of people, then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, now can't you see blah blah. blah. And I think, you know, my point would be that, like, after a decade of those kinds of stories, we need to move on. Like, we need to move on from that. And if we're really going to talk about Fresno, like downtown Fresno specifically, it's like, okay, what you really should be talking about is how when you left Fresno Yes Best and you started walking down the rest of Fulton, that uh, those ponchos had was full and had people yeah. sitting out that quail state had people sitting outside that chicken shack was packed you know that as you got further down the you know whatever um you should be talking about how did you, you know, go did night. you go down there did you see that? did you go down there and see that yes because uh, that's where i like as i was walking home uh-huh. right from where from the from precious best as i was walking home that's what i saw as i was going down and it was awesome yeah. You know, and then the night before, actually, so I live in the cultural arts district, uh, right sort of by uh, Iron Bird Lost. 
this is something that continues to happen to me. Um, and it almost happened last night and I hate it, but I also kind of love it. So depending on when I get home on a Friday night, if I get home after a certain time, like for instance, uh, at eight o'clock, I'm not going to find parking. Hmm. And so the Friday before Fresh Yes Fest, I got home probably nine 30, 10 ish from whatever I was doing. Yeah. And there was no parking. I drove around for like 10 minutes. Like ah, I was in San Francisco. New York style. San Francisco space. style, yeah. Yes. And I finally had to park like two blocks over because that's the only place <laughs> that, that, that had parking. Yeah. And it, as I was driving around, Fulton 55 was packed. Rainbow Ballroom was packed. Uh, South of Shaw had people in there. Yeah. Um, you know, as, I, as you go further than uh, I think uh, – uh, whatever Marlowe, not Marlowe's, but uh, what's the place? Uh, Mezcal, yeah. you know, like whatever. So it's just like, to me, that's a, that's a better, if we really want to talk about whether or not anyone cares about like Fresno or downtown Fresno, that's what we have to be looking at. We can't just go like, oh, they had an event down there and it was awesome. Well, cool. But even if they have an event once a month, which they do, it's called Art Hop. Is that really enough to keep downtown like vibrant and sustainable? I think That's so. My- yeah, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I- we're we're still at a. I mean, it's not all the way there yet because I guess because it's still everything's still venue specific or event specific. You're not going down there like the tower, like, and maybe it doesn't need to be, but like you know, you go to tower. You're like I'm. I'm going to tower, and I'm parking, and I'm just gonna walk. You know, I don't have a specific plan. I'm just gonna walk around and and go where I feel like going. Whereas downtown, you're still like, okay, I'm going to the brewery district. I'm going to Tioga. I'm going to a Grizzly game. I'm going to South of Shaw. I'm going to Rainbow Ballroom. And that's fine. You know, I think that's what's awesome about that is if you if you just what you just laid out, which is like. Look at the amazing amount of stuff that's happening downtown. So if downtown can be the place that all the cool events happen for whatever reason, then then it then it becomes a place that people want to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like but you have to also be careful about that because the next new event could happen someplace else and that's where everyone's going to be at, you know? So to me it's like you have to cultivate a place where the cool events want to happen. Right. Yeah. So you want to cultivate a place that has uh, a quail state or has a brewery district or has a whatever. So that like, yeah, when there are these cool events, that's where they're happening. You know, you're not going to get uh, you're not going to get Hamilton happening any other part of town because there's no venues in any other part of town. Right. You know, like not that can handle that. And, yeah. and, and when there is. If there ever is, so you know, I mean, this kind of happened with the Safemar Center. Although uh, I feel like convention centers making a bit of a comeback this year, but um, that's what people were afraid of when the Safemar Center went up. Well, as soon as the Safemar Center comes up, there's not going to be any bands, any concerts downtown anymore. And what happened? Pretty much that, you yeah. know. And and the convention center has been able to kind of diversify what it's doing, and is actually, I think, right now like positioned itself really well uh partly because of the because of the pandemic but um that's 
what a lot of people were afraid of is that like, yeah, people aren't going to co- come downtown. If they had a really nice, um, this was what happened with the Paul Shigoyen concert hall when, um, who was it? One of the groups decided to leave. Uh, I think they had been at Sorian theater and they decided they were going to go, uh, out to, um, to Shigoyen concert hall and a, a bunch of people were up in arms because they were like, you can't, ignore downtown and it's like well right but you also have to go to the place that makes more most sense for your organization you know so anyway rant Rant. i apologize but that's my thoughts on on downtown although it was nice man and i actually thought really hard as i was walking home from fresh fest and i saw all the places that were open and having cool shit that like Really, if we were to do Fuse Fest now, keep the venue specific. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine, like it'd be a lot easier. South of Shaw, uh, Saint Joaquin, um, Fulton Fifty Five, uh, that whole strip of Chicken Shack. Like you know, if they wanted to put something out on the corner there or whatever, as you get down into the, I mean, it would just yeah. be such a different, a different uh, vibe. And I think you could run it the whole, like the entire distance of Fulton Street and just, it would be insane. Now, I wouldn't want to put that together. Um, (laughs) Seems crazy. But there probably would be ways that you could do it that could make it uh, really awesome and and keep it venue specific, you know, like so that each of the places, because I think that's the other thing. It's, It's enough to have a block party. But a block party is just bringing people to the block, and it's not really necessarily showing them everything cool that's happening. You know, yeah. it's not inviting people necessarily to go inside of uh, Quail State or go inside of Los Panchos or go inside of um, you know these various places. It's more like come out on the street and, and walk around and buy our wares. You know, yeah, which is cool. I mean, and it's 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 a cool thing. Um, and for Tioga and for the brewery district, it definitely is a, um, a great sort of marketing thing. Um, and for, for the entirety of downtown, I guess, because, you know, anytime you can go downtown and I think this is probably Mark's point would be anytime you can go downtown and not have an experience, like not have a going to, uh, jury duty experience. (laughs) Is is a is a plus. So. Yeah, but it was, it was a good uh, just the get it back to Fresh Yes Fest. Uh, it was a great event, and uh, even even for a uh, complainy old codger like me, I I didn't have any complaints really. And, really? Uh, so, yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> you would have you would have complaints. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna complain. It's too loud or lines. Are too loud. But I mean, you know, I, I, there was plenty of plenty of bathrooms. The yeah. you know at Tioga, the lines are a little long for beer, but that they moved pretty fast, and they were, they like, they had as much people working as you could have working. So like, right. I never yeah. get mad at any business that has like, everybody's on deck and working. Like how you know? How do you get mad at that? Like they're doing everything right. possible to to get you out of the door and fast and get your thing right. that you want. So I you know I'm never gonna complain when when it's like that. 
did you get to drink out of those cool uh, reusable? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I took a couple home. Yeah. Did you? I think a lot of people did. I didn't get a chance, and I'm a little upset about it. And I almost, I almost stood in line because I was like, I just got to see what it's like. And then uh, it just wasn't worth it for me. So I just drank out of uh, yeah. cans. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's an aluminum solo cup, plastic. It's like a red plastic solo cup, but it's aluminum. So, but right. I, I, that was. You know, that was cool. It's totally better than those other plastic cups that they normally have. Yeah, those real thin, uh, clear plastic cups. And so you could reuse them, so you could take them back and have them refilled, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they would have done that, yeah. Uh, someone, if you wanted to. said that they did that, that like, yeah. they just went back and handed them the cup and they filled it up. Yeah, again. they wouldn't. For an event like that, they'll do that. I think normally yeah. if you're in that, if it's a normal beer garden day you're not you don't want to well because so i think that uh and i could be wrong but i think that they these are only going to be used for the larger events yeah so like so. normal beer garden day they wouldn't use it but anytime that they have an event that they're going to expect but i i like um, having i like having the beer out of those as opposed to the pint glasses the shaker pints i hate really? the shaker pint so but you have to use them in a brewery like that because they're so durable uh, right, right but uh but i i would rather have them out of those cups than the the shaker pints you normally get them out really? of. yeah okay All just right. uh you know just as a beer gig you know yeah no no i understand yeah that that it, that's just it's interesting i that's a good uh, and i also just noticing that i think i mentioned perfect board but like there's not many breweries that can handle that kind of day oh yeah. i mean in in the country like not oh you think in the in the country yeah like because there's no the only places that as far as an independent craft brewery can handle that would be something near a stadium like you know i'm sure you're something maybe in houston or milwaukee has like this big beer garden right next to their arena so like yeah yeah so, you know, maybe a place that's right by an arena or stadium has that kind of volume and capacity, but a, yeah. a regular craft brewery, there's no way. Like, there's, like, they, Tioga probably saw more people than uh, Russian River sees and during uh, Pliny the Younger in the course of, over so? the course of a day, as far yeah, as. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And they probably sell, sell, sell more beer that would yeah. be interesting that would be interesting to really know for for certain yeah, i can't you know? yeah i can't like, think of a interesting to see how much you know because that's like their big event right is the yeah and it's a different kind of event obviously because it's a it's a release and it would be closer to what um tioga does with their um rush day yeah but but yeah um, rush day is a, a beer beer geek centric thing it's yeah. not even nearly as as Say so that right. rush day is kind of like what a normal crap brewery handles right. on an event right. kind of day, but not. Which that. is sort of, yeah. Which is interesting that Tioga even has an event like this because I think you're right. I, I think most other uh, beer, most other breweries, they're either doing release days or they're putting together like craft beer fairs. Right, festivals, you know, yeah. Like they're doing something like whatever. Uh, doesn't Sierra Nevada do one of those, or or they uh, have Firestone a beer Walker. beer camp thing they do? Yeah, and Firestone Walker has, but it's not on their site. 
they have a festival that's very like upper echelon beer geek festival that it's very difficult to get into and it's very it's very big but like it's not it's on a like a different space it's not on, at their brewery right so right. Okay. Yeah. i'm just thinking like at for for breweries on site events for, I, something I, like this at your tap room yeah or at your uh, beer garden uh is is uh unique it's pretty insane bread. yeah Interesting. I, I wonder. Uh, I wonder. Should we? De- oh, should we? I'm not part of anything. Um, sh- that they have. So there's the Fulton Street party as well, which is essentially yeah. the same event. Do we need to keep both those going? Well, I mean, uh, probably not. But I mean, I think the reason that they would is because the Fulton Street Party is sort of a, uh, 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 I don't want to say it's fundraiser because I don't know if it's, but it's 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 the downtown Fresno partnership. Yeah. It's the, uh, you know, the, the downtown Fresno Foundation or whatever it is, it's their sort of event. Whereas, um, you know, even though Fresno Fest is, has spread out like across uh, parts of Fulton, um, it still is very much a, a Tioga thing, and I know, like maybe they wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily like it to be said like that because you know they definitely are about the community yeah. and about uh, like whatever. So, uh, it's, uh, so I'm not saying this in a bad way, like oh they're 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 like keeping ownership of this thing because I don't necessarily think that's true, but you know it 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 is they're the kind of people who put it together so i i feel like if it if it if you were going to get like take away one they would have to kind of come together and and make oh, a like yeah. uber event yeah and then that event would be different than sort of fresh yes as it stands now i think yeah but it, yeah. it but and it's like well it's it's i'm sure they both be successful because but if if people wanted to deal with it and mike oz and all the and and Matt and Mike at Toga, they wanted to handle it. Then what the hell? Do do keep them both going because yeah. they're both I mean, successful. Yeah, if you can do two events like that in a in a year and get uh, a decent you know amount of people, then you know for sure. Um, yeah, I I totally I totally I think we should. You know, That's sad. But I could see I could see some benefit also in sort of combining the two events, making it one event and kind of doing it that way as yeah. well, you know. So. Let's uh, get, let's move uh, from downtown to the Tower District. Happening oh, 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 oh. this Saturday <laughs> is Dude. Porch Fest 2. Dude. It looks insane. Insane. So, truthfully, this is what I believe. If you... I shouldn't say this because it's going to sound like an asshole. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But uh, if you are not playing somewhere in Fresno <laughs> this Saturday, you... You're not are, trying very hard. You're not a musician. You shouldn't be. <laughs> just pack it up. You're just not uh, trying. I, I'm saying that that's an asshole thing to say, and I don't really mean that. But, if like, there are so many bands playing. Yeah, so there's sort of like two, two or three different events. There's a bunch of stuff that's happening on Saturday in the Tower District. Um, and one is Porch Fest, 
and, and porch fest itself is just going to be insane there's like 50 different porches um i think three or four different um or five different like uh businesses that are, are doing things um there are you know uh, i don't know 100 130 bands playing plus blah 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 then there's going to be a, a car show like actually on olive in front of the tower theater i think it's in front of the tower theater so that's happening there's going to be a bunch of stuff and then there's actually a show inside the tower theater huh. um that uh, the art garage is doing that's a free thing but there's going to be bands playing all day long and it culminates with uh kyle gas of uh tenacious d oh wow he's coming back down with like his he has like a, a full band that he's playing with now um and it's like their debut show or whatever and oh, so wow. that's happening uh, at the Tower Theater now, how that's going to go over uh, with everything that's happening with the Tower Theater. Yeah, it's tough. I kind of like, I don't know if I should even, because I, I would sort of be, I'm kind of uh, quietly protesting Tower Theater. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, should, would I even, I don't know that I would even go inside really. I don't know. So there are, that's, I mean, I think that's going to, that, that will be the thing that I'm actually looking looking at right now and i think uh so the the um the event is being promoted by artrage art silva and his artrage mm -hmm. and i think that's also what he's looking at like um so i think he he booked it because uh he, he got a deal uh and you know the the uh the owner tower theater owner wanted to work with him and you know he he was like yeah i need a space to do this and and the tower theater is not a bad venue and blah, blah, blah. So, but I think, you know, and I'm not sure he really, uh, he wasn't sure about what the backlash would be or whatever. Yeah. So I think he's going to be watching that and, and we'll see. I know that he's gotten some, there has been some feedback. I don't think to him personally, but I was looking at, um, some Facebook, some of the fans that were playing it, um, the other day and, uh, yeah they were like um they you know a lot of people were getting on and just saying like hey fuck fuck the theater like that yeah, kind of thing yeah and so you feel bad kind of for the bands in a way because it's like well they're just wanting to play a show right um and so you know but at the, anyway so that's a that's a hard situation but it's also happening right and so yeah um it's anyway, it's so i'm it's so you've got so porch fest, you got you basically got a part. Don't you're not they're telling it, and which is makes sense. Like don't drive around to venues. No, like park, no. walk, bike, park in scooter. the tower and walk. Park at Fresno City uh, and walk. Park, um, you know, yeah. Park at uh, you know if you want to go Fresno High over there uh, yeah. by Fresno High in that area. Yeah, they've got that front front of, like, of Fresno High parking there, which. It would be a yeah. decent place to. Yeah, uh, and then walk. Um, and the thing is, you know, what I would do. So I actually have a thing up on my uh, newsletter this today where I break down uh, porch fest, uh -huh. and I just I I give I don't know five or ten different porches lineups that I think are are great. It's not enough. Like I mean, <laughs> they're uh, really like they're six seven eight ten i didn't include because i couldn't include them all yeah so but anyway you can go on if you go to porch fest on facebook you can actually find there's a map and it's pretty awesome because it's interactive and so you can actually um 
you can actually search now i think you can actually search for uh, specific bands you could search for specific times the whole thing the other thing i would say for people who are not like less familiar with the neighborhood and don't aren't like ah, i don't know where specific porches are yeah um raging records spoke easy high top coffee uh, uh brass unicorn there's another one there's like four or five they're all doing like sponsor stages and they all have bands playing um and the spoke easy and raging records uh stages are gonna be really awesome so on that note let's take a music break all right let's play a, a band of the episode this is a uh, one i'm sure we've played over the years of uh, but seeing as they're playing at Porch Fest, at, uh, and they're, I believe, uh, you said they're playing at uh, Spokeasy? They're playing at Spokeasy, yeah. They're playing the Spokeasy. Is who? Who are we playing this week, or this month? We are playing Sleepover Disaster. So this is uh, probably the Spokeasy. Is one of, I don't think they've played in a while. I think they played it. At uh, Tioga, not too too terribly long ago, but yeah. I don't think they played uh, very very often. So, um, in, in, you know, lately. So this is your chance to go out and see them. And there's a the, the whole lineup is great. I'll read that when we come back. But let's play the song.
check them out. I I haven't started deep diving. I'll, I'll read your uh, newsletter uh, issue to to really get a feel of it. But like, it's just fuse fest on crack. It's like, dude, I mean, like, <laughs> it, it really is insane. So last year, I mean, they had a. It was it was really cool last year. Um, but it was like kind of very, it was, it was very like low key. I mean, there were a ton of bands playing and like whatever this year, I mean, it's just gone off the hook and, and every day I just see like another person like, Oh yeah, my band's going to be playing here. Oh yeah. My, my band's good. Okay. So sleep. Okay. So here's the, the thing. So spoke easy is doing like, uh, it's their 10th year anniversary, but they're also doing like their eighth and ninth because of the pandemic. So it's like, uh, Friday night's the eighth anniversary party, Saturday, and then Sunday's the 10th. Like, you know, they're doing a whole weekend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the anniversary day nine, or maybe they're doing 10 days of whatever. I don't know. But, Porch happening Saturday. Uh, Sleepover Disaster, Day's Baby, Great Northern, Daniel Rondero, Nitty Gritty, Bald Pony, and Judah. So, and uh, of note, I think is Great Northern. Um, they they played here before. It's a band from down in LA, um, and uh, it's this guy Solon Bixler, uh, who I think he used to be like he was in Early Mart, I think, for a while, and then uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. Anyway, he was in LA. They were playing in the Great Northern down in LA. He's since moved back to Fresno, so he's in Fresno now, um, and sort of that's going to be their home base, even though they're going to be playing everywhere. And uh, so they're really good, and I think that that's going to be a really cool. I think this is like their first show, at least their first show back here uh, in Fresno in a long time. So that's that's worth seeing. Um, yeah, and then you know, Raging Records has a great lineup as well. They have uh, Prashan's playing that one. And uh, Elder Devil. Um, well, that's got to be out gotta, front of it somewhere, then, huh? <laughs> I think it's actually happening. That one's actually happening in the uh, behind uh, in uh, the patio of uh, Vinny's. Vinny's, okay. Yeah. Um, so for Sean's going to be playing Elder Devil, Bad Spring, which is this awesome indie rock band that, uh, like, I hadn't heard of them, and I I looked them up specifically for this, and they are amazing and then uh party force which is a band from san francisco punk band so uh and then uh aesop is going to be doing dj stuff all day so it's going to be great so the whole thing starts early ish i mean i think there are there's some stuff that's happening like as early as 10 o'clock in the morning but typically it feels like most of the the stuff is happening around one o'clock like starting and it runs until five or six and then um and then there's you know some stuff happening in the evening i think um whatchamacallit uh goldstein's cloud ship is playing at goldstein's uh in the evening so they're having the the kind of after party there so it's gonna be awesome uh i would say sort of you know you were hinting about this um but they don't want you to drive so uh park you know whatever ride your bike if you can uh walk if you can don't get shit-faced and stumble around with your beer like don't yeah, do they're saying yeah, don't don't think that it's like uh, Fresh's Fest where once you're in, you can walk around with your drinks. Right, right. Um, and I think you know at this point there probably will be some bike patrol police out there. Yeah, and I I have no doubt they'll be ticketing people if they see you being um, um you know jackass obnoxious being a jackass. Just yeah, don't be there. don't be stupid, you moron. Yeah, be cool, be cool. 
I will also say just, uh, and I guess I could probably save this until the end of the show, but whatever, I'll say it now, um, that I'm going to be playing at one o'clock with Victim of Propaganda, which is uh, my friend Todd's band and we're but this is like the live version of it so i'm going to be playing guitar and this is going to be our first performance though ah. so, which is the which... cool thing about this whole thing what i really love about it is that that right there which is like there's a bunch of bands uh that are either like reforming uh for like haven't played in years uh-huh. and they're kind of getting together or uh this is the first show there's a ton of bands there's like uh, there's a bunch I can't even go down the list, but there's a bunch of bands that uh, are posting like, "Hey, this is our first show. This is going to be our first show. This is going to be our first show." Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of like people who are just getting together for like a like jam session. Like, yeah, you know, we're just gonna. And apparently, last year there's a band called Fist Bump um, that's been playing a lot recently, and they started uh, at Porchfest. Like <laughs> that was their first show. Well, it's so, just a perfect. Like, last, year, uh, last year. It's a perfect atmosphere for bands that don't ever get to get into a venue or a band like you're saying like an old band that like like maybe they would feel like playing again but also don't want to go full bore back into it they're like oh let's let's have a let's just do a show for fans that used to like us and so it's just like this perfect sort of setup of like loose so so it's not you know it's not too serious so you can like like yeah it's okay that we're not polished it's you know, we're playing in a, a front yard, somebody's front yard. So it's right, you right. Know, it's it's a legit show, but it's also super chill. Right. It's definitely like easy access kind of deal, which is exactly like why uh, we decided to do it as the first show. Because you know, we there have been these songs we kind of wanted that that Todd wanted to play, um, and but it was always just like yeah, but like how are we going to do it? And we thought, oh, we could go to like one of the record stores or we wanted to do something that was a little more uh, like intimate. Like we didn't want to just show up at a club somewhere or whatever. And so, you know, this is a perfect opportunity. Um, it's outside. It's in the afternoon. Um, yeah. Anyway, so super excited. I think it's, I, it'll be interesting to see because this year's kind of grown really big, really quickly, like since last year. Yeah where it kind of moves on um for next year but porch fest is now under the creative fresno umbrella so oh maybe, i didn't see that like creative, that's cool yeah creative fresno is now their whatever uh non-profit holder or whatever uh-huh. you know um which is like that's what Fre- that is what creative fresno has done with a lot of these kind of organizations in the past um it's sort of the the fiscal spot the fiscal sponsor i guess or whatever yeah. they call it um, that sort of holds the, the nonprofit forum, um, or the money mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so they've looped creative Fresno in. So, so I think it could be, uh, this could be, have the possibility to really kind of become, uh, another thing that maybe is even like the rogue festival that just happens every year and everyone just, just dies for it. And yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, if you can't tell, <laughs> it's so, going to be a big day Saturday, yeah. uh, which that's the other thing. I'm kind of like, I am looking forward to it. We're going to play like whatever. But then after that, it's just like, I don't know what to do because <laughs> there's just so many, so many things to see and you're not going to be able to see it all. And so how long do you, you know, so I, I really think I'm going to try to, um, really like break down 
like I got to be here at this time and here at this time and here at this time and, and just pick out whatever four or five that I want to see over the next however many, you know, so it's the only way to do it. I mean, not the only way, but because you could just pick a porch, hang out, go all day. Right. The porch we're playing at, um, we're playing and then Sunnydale's is playing and Mantis Watch is playing and Bigfoot Attack. So that would be a cool you could just stay there if you're into those bands just yeah. stay there have a great day uh the same thing with um you know a lot of the stages if you know uh the the um oh rc from lolio willoff oh his yeah band, his solo thing uh i will meet you or whatever i think i'm pronouncing that right uh they they're he's playing at one of the porches uh with uh jonathan haddon's new uh project uh-huh so you could just hang out there all day and I'm sure have a great time. So, you know, take some time, check out the map, put together a plan, have fun. Have the fun. Enjoy the tower. And and cheers to those lucky people that live in the tower that don't have to do anything but walk out their door. Right, 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 right. See, and, and I feel lucky. I mean, I'm going to have to get gear and stuff down there. But I kind of feel lucky because... Um, if it wasn't, I could totally ride my bike down there and it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. You could ride your bike down there probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. It would start to become a, a bit of a trip for you, you know, <laughs> and especially if you take the family, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's going to be it's gonna be a little warm, I've heard, uh, temperature-wise. That's going to be an issue, but I think we'll be okay. Put your sunscreen on, pretend it's the summer, we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be ready. You're, I mean, presidents, come on, you know how to handle that. So yeah, but you know, you know how to handle it. Yeah, bring out the hose or whatever. <laughs> yeah, sprinklers. just uh, the ask the, ask the, the venue if they can turn on the sprinklers for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the thing, though, the is kids. like uh, bathrooms. Like if you're out there all day, or you want to do a so. There are going to be bathrooms set up uh, around, uh, and they're definitely going to be, so all of the business uh, sponsors that are open, so Ragin' and Spokeasy, they will all have bathrooms, so you could go use their bathroom. And then there will be porta-potties set up uh, some places around, and then definitely uh, there's a photo or info booth right next to Spokeasy on Van Ness in that little uh, parking or that little space right there. Um, And they will have uh, bathrooms there. So they will have bathrooms at the info booth if you... All right. Yeah. Good, Because that's a very good question. Good question. Yeah. But there will be bathrooms available. You'll have to look, but then uh, they might, that might actually be on their map too. I don't really know. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, Well, let's uh, talk about, uh, there was a... uh, Another old argue, or old discussion point that got resurfaced okay. as uh, El Torito dump, the El Torito got torn El down Torito. in downtown. Everyone has a story about being at El Torito. They do, which is weird. It's not weird because that place has been around forever, and it was like a, a really cool place. So it, it makes sense that everyone would have stories, but I didn't think it was gonna gonna be so like visceral for people once yeah. they saw it like getting torn down but the, um, i didn't even like, know that was happening at all until the like the day you know when it started getting torn yeah. down until Correct. everyone started talking about that yeah, i had I, no idea yeah and, and i don't think anyone did you know because it had just been like the they had kind of moved like shut the place down it had just been empty and then uh, so i didn't I even know that out of nowhere 
they just like last week, whatever Monday, I think, or maybe even yeah, Monday, uh, or even over the weekend, I don't know, uh, they started tearing it down. And so then, you know, we, the Fresno B went out there, I went out there on whatever day it was, but then Fresno B went out there, uh, Bethany went out there and, you know, got some video and, and, you know, put together kind of a little thing. Um, and then it sparked this kind of thing, uh, that was like, oh yeah, what about those other like downtown buildings, yeah. um, that got torn down? Cause there, there have been like no shortage of buildings. And so I put together a story that was just looking at like five that I could kind of remember off of the top of my head, um, that got torn down and of course the courthouse, but then, you know, some other ones. So, right. Um, so what, uh, what outside of the outside of El uh, Torito, uh, what do you, what, what came to mind as far as, uh, places getting torn down or, or what, so what was, stands so out? In your, so, the courthouse so. is the big one, right? The original courthouse. Like yeah. The, the one All those famous like, pictures of the, it being. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's sort of the, the, I think like the most famous time that Fresno is really like effed up and, and torn down a building. They said it wasn't safe. Um, and maybe that's true. Mm, um, you but, never know. You know well, it's, it's and that's just, the same reason that like the old administration building, yeah. um, at Fresno city college, uh, like, yeah, they yeah. were going to tear that down. Um, yeah, but, but they look, kinda, came they back. were able to, uh, like conservationists, preservationists were able to kind of block that. Mm -hmm. So they weren't able to block anyway. So they, the courthouse is the number one. Um, the old Vagabond Hotel, which yeah. was on Broadway, um, and had the Vagabond pool. The famous pool that. that all all the uh, historic skaters skated yeah. at and was like a legendary Everywhere. I mean, it was pool. like a huge thing. Um, but the, the, you know, the hotel was just a, a piece of crap. And so um, they tore it down and they actually put uh, the, I think, uh, back, I think actually the H Street lots are there now, but it might yeah. be the Vagabond Lofts, or, or I think it's actually the Vagabond Lofts, because the 8th Street Lofts are where um, there was the 8th Street Studio. So I think Vagabond Lofts um, went into that spot, and that was kind of a big deal. And and I don't know if you remember, and I didn't, I wasn't able to figure this out, and maybe someone else knows, but when they, before they tore that the, the thing out, I, like there were, like a bunch of people were kind of upset about it, especially skaters, like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they actually did a 3D map. Yeah, of yeah, I remember that. And they were going to rebuild it um, at a skate park. I thought it was a skate park somewhere in Fresno. I thought, well, I thought it was I, that one that, but I, that one that's out by the fairgrounds or out by Fres Fresno Pacific uh, College out there. Um, what is that? Call it, what park is that? But there's a skate park out there. I thought it was going to um, be that, but it never turned out. Oh, okay. So it never... Because, yeah, I couldn't find anything that said whatever happened to that. I know that was the plan, is that, like, yeah, we're yeah. going to build a skate park, and at the skate park, we're going to essentially rebuild the pool, and, and, you know... But the thing about it is, it was, like, the pool itself, I get it for skaters, you know, probably would be able to actually talk about this intelligently but um it was like the pool itself just even if they rebuilt it it wouldn't be the same because the right coping, you know, yeah whatever, like you can't probably sort of, can't recreate that coping and right and, well you uh, also can't re, re, you definitely can't recreate the sort of atmosphere of it yeah because part of the whole thing was like you had you it wasn't a skate park you know it right. was a, a an abandoned 
uh, hotel. So if you wanted to get in there, you had to either like duck under, you know, yeah, like crazy, you know, wire fence or hop a fence or whatever. And you had to always be on the lookout for security or police or, you know, people that were living in the hotel or, you know, whatever. So it was like, there was a, um, there was really like a sense of like, if you wanted to do this thing, you had, there was some work to it, you know? Right. So, um, it, it was kind of like almost a legend in that like most people would, could, would never go there. Cause they were like, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sound fun to me to, to have to do this, you know? So, uh, so that was there. Um, there was the, uh, Droge building. Um, so this was the one that became, uh, that's an Inyo and Van Ness. It became city view apartments or whatever, or the city view. And it was the one that was like for years, just like held up by, uh, posts. Do you remember that? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah right next to the spiral garage and yeah. like for years it was just like the whole place had been gutted and and it was essentially just walls and it was being held up by um and so you would walk by and you would always just sort of feel like oh i don't this building could fall down on me at any moment yeah. you know um and i think they were trying to like use the actual building and like just rehab it but at a certain point it was like that's just not going to be able to happen and so uh, so they tore that one down and then the, the, uh, housing, uh, they built like those, those, uh, affordable housing units, right? Right. There. Right. Um, which are really cool, uh, cool units. Um, but the building was, the building was, that was one that like, I, you know, so the site of the building, that, that actual the land mm-hmm. was given historic designation because the building had been used for a bunch of stuff, but the building itself, they were like, it's just too far gone to, to be able to, but they right. did take it to court. Um, but that's a they, cool, I you kind of wish there was more of those over there. Cause it, that's a cool, like I said, it's a cool, uh, you know, as far as the living space there, but like, it's the only one right there. So it's like, you wish yeah. kind of wish there was more over there. Right, right. Um, what what was uh, how many was that? Because I, I, I had five. Oh, the old Fresno Hofbrau. How could I forget? Yeah, I miss that place. That I miss both our both our Hofbraus. I miss. Well, right, and I also I should have mentioned the the oh you know the other one was uh, Cosmos the original yeah Cosmos. the original and then Cosmopolitan and then, and then across the street yeah. from that was Jerry's Bobcat. Tavern. And that, 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 uh, Jerry's Tavern, and then there was that, uh, <laughs> well, like a porn Wildcat. shop or whatever Wildcat. it was. Yeah. Wildcat yeah. Entertainment. Wildcat. Yeah. That, I almost included that, but I was like, I don't know if anyone will really remember, but it was like this crazy, they had a really cool mural on the side of the building for a long time. Um, but, uh, what was cool about that, that place, so it was Wildcat Entertainment and it was, uh, essentially a, a adult bookstore. Although I, I never went in there, so I don't really know what else they might have had in there. Who knows? But, <laughs> um, but the cool thing about them, that was, that was, they were one of the original uh, advertisers for uh, for uh, Fresno Famous. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they were one of the reasons that Fresno Famous was able to, to survive because they were one of the original um, 
the original uh, uh, advertisers back in the day. So there you go, a little bit of a history lesson. But yeah, that that all got taken out for um, uh, for uh, high, high speed, speed rail. rail, yeah. And then there was a couple of other buildings. So I got a bunch of calls after the story from from people, um, and someone was telling me about there was a bunch of other buildings that they were talking about. Uh, like there was the building that was on right across from the uh, right across from what Club One, what used to be Club One, and across from the courthouse. Uh-huh. There's like that empty lot. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. It's just an empty lot right now. Yeah. There used to be yeah, that's been there forever. That's driving me crazy. Yeah, I can't remember what they said the building was, but there was a building there, and they tore down the building. They were supposed to build something else in its place, you know, because the building was horrible, and they just, they just never did. It just never got built, you know. Um, so, and there's a bunch of those, and uh, I would love to do another one of those stories, um, you know, with because I'm sure, I'm sure there's a ton of buildings in Chinatown um, and other places, you know, and another good, like kind of similar story would be looking at all of the buildings that we've lost to fires, you know, because there's a bunch of those um, and kind of historic. I, I guess there was the, the building just across from Chichancy Park on 8th Street, um, like caught fire, I don't know, a couple months ago and burned down. And apparently that was like the, um, so Zaps Park, and this is all a story that uh, a caller told me. Okay. But, uh, so when Zaps Park was Zaps Park, uh, the reason that they kind of were able to do Zaps Park is because uh, Zaps, like uh, the company, did uh, sand. They were like a sand company, so they would like uh, retrieve sand and then use it for construction, like whatever. And so uh, they had a building. They, they kept all their sand in this building on 8th Street. And so the building downstairs had all the like storage and whatever, whatever. And they, and then they would load the sand on a wagon and take it wherever it needed to be. Right. Yeah. And then upstairs was the, um, the living quarters for all of the wagon drivers or whatever. And so apparently the building was just like that until it got burned down. It never had a concrete floor because it was, you know, just always used for like moving sand and like whatever. And, um, and it was kind of the same had been the same uh, way for, you know, almost a hundred or whatever, a hundred more years. Um, So totally a bunch of cool stories like that. I love them, but um, it definitely does bring out the debate of, you know, buildings getting torn down. Yeah, It's it's always that difficult thing of like, who's going to, you know, if something's been sitting forever and it's got all kinds of issues that it's got to get, taken care of before somebody can move in and you're just like well like what's better here to just hold out and hope for somebody with a lot of money and and, and motivation to make this a be- uh, turn this building around or should we just you know bulldoze it man i mean i'm yeah. always on the side of holding on to the <laughs> building if well, we can you, but what do you do for a building like uh uh el torito where it's like that's a very specific architecture yeah that they, like what else goes in there yeah that's that's tough because especially when you're talking about franchise uh franchises that they want they want their building look you know they don't want to like <laughs> move into some other franchises building and try right, to make right. it look like theirs so it's like 
And, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's not a historic building. So it's like, it's just sort of sad that it, El Torito getting right. torn down think, right. more that, than that the building. Double thing because the building in one sense, I mean, people miss the building because the building is part of the experience of the, it had that big door and it had like all that other, you know, there was cool stuff about it, but it wasn't, um, but yeah, I mean, essentially it was just in a strip mall. It's not like it was in any sort of like historic, you know, not like, let's say the old Fresno Hofbrau or, you know, something else where the building had also been there for a long time. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be interested to hear from others, like what buildings other people, you know, kind of remember. Well, or, I, I remember one of those buildings that uh, it, I, it used to be an auto shop that was caddy corner to the Wilson and across from the uh, AT&T building kind of that's now their lofts. But it was like this oh, kind of wow. very unique building and unique auto place that we debated about for a long time as far as like, what can we get in there? Like, what can we do? And they right. they yeah. just came along and just bulldozed it. At some right. Point. Well, there's also the one, the building, I don't remember if you, I, and I only remember this because um, because I used to go to Tokyo Garden all the time. But there was the building that was right next to Tokyo Garden. Um and I don't even remember what it was or like, you know, whatever, but, uh, they ended up having to take it down because, uh, something happened like either during like a, there was something happening. It, it essentially started to fall down and they actually had to put like props up to hold it up. Yeah. To hold up Tokyo garden. Um, because essentially like they kind of almost shared that wall. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, Ooh, so, like, is, do you have any, uh, any kind of news to share about Tokyo Garden? Do you know any? Uh, I, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. I need to check again, actually, now that you mention it. So there is, like, there is rumors that, uh, that might be more than, you know, they're like the rumors that, like, it's a rumor only in that, like, you know, I heard it secondhand from a person, uh, and, and it's it's probably ninety nine percent that it's accurate and what. But I I have so yeah, I did check with Mike Riggs, who's like uh, in selling the property, or whatever, and he said that there what when I checked that there wasn't a new owner, but you know he would let me know whenever. So no, I don't know. Okay. Um, I've heard I've heard the rumors, and you know I'm sure other people have too. Um, I I I don't I I don't know enough about it to be able to even yeah really want to talk about it because it's like I don't know exactly. But what hopefully, the are. hopefully, um, we'll they won't be won't be hearing anything about tearing that place out, gutting that place. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, that would be I don't know. Ooh. That would be <laughs> you don't even want to think about it. No, I mean I don't. I don't. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be. I mean, but maybe I could get that sign, put it up at my house or something. <laughs> oh man, you know, geez. Well, there's that guy that uh, everybody knows that have driven on Palm over their lives. There's a guy in that that little yeah. Palm Hill yeah. Yeah, section, yeah. right in between uh, Shields Hill. and <laughs> it's the Palm <laughs> it's Hill so District. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Our biggest, our biggest hill in town on Palm, between 
uh, Clinton and Shields. Every time, uh, anyway, go. <laughs> yeah, it's it, sometimes it snows up there. I don't know if you've heard this, Josh, but I've heard it snows. Up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's that guy that I think he owns a demolition company, but he's got all kinds of crazy stuff yeah, in his backyard and yeah. his front yard, his whole house. Everyone so knows that like, house. As we were talking about um, about all of this. So I, I, I was at, I was trying to reminisce because for a long time, the old uh, Vagabond Hotel sign was just chilling out in the back of eight, the 8th Street Studios, which was kind of next door. There was just an empty lot, yeah. and they, the sign was just there. And I was like, man, that sign is still somewhere. And uh, my boss was like, oh, is it up at the fair? Yeah. And so I was trying to remember, and I think it might be. I can't remember, but the fair, you know, has all of those. Yeah, fair has a bunch. That uh, that Fresno sign, there's a sign company on on Golden State, uh, just north of Shaw. Um, If you go along there, there's there's a sign company. They have their own little graveyard back there too. They have like the old Herwalt's Chevrolet sign and some other stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Uh, I can't imagine how expensive. I would love to have something. I've always wanted something some sort of iconic fresno thing in, in my in my garage i haven't yeah, really yeah. done yet you just haven't found it yet i want one of those damn are all those old fresno b uh paper machines all gone is there uh, anywhere those are at i, can't, I don't know uh, i don't know there was a question about that a while ago because i know yeah, they had one day where you could go and see if you could grab them but uh i don't know anymore i don't yeah, I don't. I don't really remember. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I, if they, I don't know where they would be because I don't. I don't. I don't think we have any. I mean, it could be at the old Fresno B building still that we just have some stuff down there. Yeah. Uh, but but I really don't know. So there still isn't a, a Fresno B office. Well, the building's still there. Uh, I want to say I don't, I can't remember who sort of took it over, uh, but. Um, the building is still there and it's still being used. I yeah. think it's a, a lot. It's like the the parking lot is the thing that's worth the money in that building. Right. <laughs> to have a park, like to have that yeah. much, that many parking spaces downtown. Yeah. I mean, it's just like whatever. So I, you know, even if the building wasn't there, like I, I think the the space would be worth just for the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. So, um, and I think for like the city, maybe had some sort of something with uh for a while they were using it um but i i don't know what's what's going on with it now so um yeah all right well we could well, we could spend all day talking about old fresno buildings old fresno. but uh um well are we well i guess i don't know need to mention this but like so save mart got bought save mart's based on modesto but it's obviously the most local market we have Uh, yes and they got bought out by somebody so is there like or is there any real worry about them closing any save marts or are we just it's just different ownership and oh you know i don't know uh so i did uh i i Sadly, I didn't follow up and really read that story. Um, I don't think there is, but I read it, but I don't, I didn't get anything. I mean, I just, I, I just hope not because some people will say like, oh, I wouldn't miss Save Mart if they're closed. I'm like, I would miss Save Mart a lot because it's, 
Dude, it's the grinder uh, grocery chain of the valley, man. Right. Like, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't have freaking Vaughn's. I. I mean, it's Vaughn's left the west side, gone, so. Yeah. Where? Where? I mean, yeah. If they were gone, I, I. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I think it would be that would be a huge loss. Not that there's not. A, um, a bunch of other, you know, store like grocery stores. Yeah, but there's like no uh, mid-range stores like Save Mart. Uh, you know, right, right. The, everything's like either expensive or or discount, and right. Save Mart's in the middle of that. And if we lose that, that would be a huge loss for me. Yeah. Um, well, so it was bought by a private equity firm who also bought Cost Plus World Market. So. Uh-oh. That doesn't uh, sit well necessarily. They, well, and they and Cost Plus had bought all those Pier Ones, and then they closed a bunch of Pier Ones. So I, uh, that's a, that's a, that's why I brought it up, just because you just worry when somebody somebody big buys something, it they it's rare that they like expand. They're just like, all right, let's shut some things down, shut the stores down that aren't making all the money. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we'll yeah, keep so an eye. This, keep an eye on it. So the story that uh, the B has doesn't really delve into that, um, and so probably only because they weren't able to get in touch with this private uh, equity firm. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that would be that would be a question, something to keep in mind. You know, the the here's how you really find out. You just go into. Um, you just go into uh, Save Mart Center and you just like start asking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just like, hey, how, I mean, you know, and I'm sure they'll tell you. So. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Save Save Mart Center. Are you going to uh, to the to to see the Pearl Jam? Will you be attending Am the Pearl I Jam? I'm going to see the Pearl Jam. Uh, by that, do you mean do I have tickets? <laughs> are you excited? Are you excited that Pearl Jam's coming to Save Mart? Um, they are not a band that I, no. <laughs> You're not, not yeah. I, like, not that I don't, I don't, they're just, no, they're just not a band that I would put on a list of any that I would necessarily want. Now, part of that is that, like, I probably will see them, like, get a reviewer ticket to uh-huh. review it for the beat, probably, if I had to guess. Um, but if not, like, I, to me, I'm not too terribly. I'm not a huge fan. I would go maybe if someone had a ticket, or obviously for a review, and I'd do it. Not I. I'll probably love it, but um, they just weren't a band that ever I ever really got like into. So yeah. And what about you though? Well, I mean, I I am a fan, and I would be excited to go, except for I saw them at Haunted Festival. And uh, down south, and I'm kind of like, like ah, it's probably not going to be better than that. And right, I, I'm right. not a fan of Save Mart Center seeing shows uh-huh. there because it's so tiny. The everyone's space is so tiny. But right. uh, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still haven't gone. Haven't still have not decided where I'm going or not. I think if right. if I if I had gone and seen them uh, recently, I. I I would be going for sure, right, but so now if, if you hadn't seen them and this would be like the first time, then you would definitely be going. Oh yeah, because... but I I've seen them at Selen 
place selling the arena. Mm-hmm. There's a they that that was that tour at least once. I know they I think they played selling twice, but okay. there was that so one they tour they made. Out. Remember if you remember this, they made a, a live album of every show. Like they to get around the people that would bootleg shows, they said uh-huh. well, this tour we're just gonna make a CD of every show. And so I have a uh-huh. CD of a legit Pearl Jam CD of and that. So you could buy so, it. Yeah, you could, buy it. You could actually uh-huh. buy it. Interesting. Yeah, no, uh, I, this was going to be my question because I, I had forgotten uh, whether or not they had played in Fresno before. Yeah, they definitely played uh, uh, selling at least once. I feel like it's twice, yep. though. But, uh, oh, all right. See, I, I should have done a little more research, guys. Come on, dude. Join my. Uh, the music my writer for the Fresno's music writer. I know, I know. Well, it wasn't one of those, and I would think. A band like Pearl Jam, when did they come? Do you remember? Yeah, God, it was at least 10 years ago, I think, and more than that, probably. So there was a bit of a run where I wasn't really paying attention as much as I, I do now. Yeah. And so I think there was a lot of stuff that happened that, like, especially if it was, like, because I was doing, like, more, like, more, lo- like, smaller local things. Yeah. I do have, I, I didn't care who's coming to Save Our Center unless it's, like, I didn't really care, you know? So that was probably, I think there was a period of time where a bunch of stuff might have happened and I didn't remember. So anyway, yeah. Well, I think we've I think we've gotten a sufficient amount of I Fresnoing mean, in. We did some stuff. Is there anything? Uh, there's probably some other stuff. Oh, there's always about, other stuff. But, um, you know, we can always bring stuff up later. Yeah, uh, you know, on the next and episode, the next episode really- during on our writing, uh, blogging, and writing and uh, twittering. Yeah. So, right. yeah. We'll, we'll All right. That. Well, then, uh, I guess it's time to plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um. Always the nothing. Nothing new over here. We got. Uh, okay. The other podcast, uh, The Perfect Pour, which comes out every Friday, Beer Geek Show. Yeah. Great um, stuff. You know, we all just hang out and talk about beer, and uh, listeners call us and all the things. And we usually have Matt, who runs Tioga Square Beer Garden, but he hasn't been there because of Fresias Fest. He gets so busy and uh, from Fresias Fest planning and working that... He hasn't been on there, but hopefully we'll get him back now that we've got this Fresias Fest out of the way. Uh, there's also Get Off My Podcast, which we are woefully behind on getting new episodes out, but we we are still there. We'll, we'll get it done here soon. Hopefully talk about some Harrison Ford stuff. And then the, my a blog, The Fresnan Fresnan.com, old school yeah, blog, yeah. and the accompanying newsletter, Fresno, exclamation point, Fresno, exclamation Fresno, point, Fresno, Fresno, Fresno.substack.com, and then there's also a beer newsletter I have called Drinking and Thinking.substack.com, and that's all the things. Like, I feel like that's, that's enough, that's enough <laughs> things. That's have, enough uh, things. No, or is there more? That, that's, that's, a, that's plenty. What do you got, Josh? So I will plug my day job at the Fresno Bee, FresnoBee.com. Again, as I always say, if you dig what we talk about on this show, a lot of the information part of it 
uh, comes from the Fresno Bee. So, oh. you know, I know you're a big uh, reader. Oh, love the Bee. Get my Sunday, uh, Sunday paper. For, for uh, you know, work reasons, uh, follow along. So uh, that's always there. If uh, you're not a subscriber, I might think about it. You know, uh, I think. I have per- I personally have been getting uh, these uh, promos that the B has been doing. Yeah. Um, right now, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, I think I'll subscribe. Get home delivery for only two dollars. Hey. Subscription includes unlimited digital access and premium home delivery as low as two dollars per week. Yeah. Two dollars per week. Yeah. People. Wait, is that is that the all the all the delivered papers or is that just Sunday? That's a hell of a deal if it's all the all the. It papers. says unlimited digital access plus home delivery, comics and puzzles every day, Sunday. Every day. Magazine, coupons, sports standings, statistics. Yeah, man. Does that does? Uh, is there a Monday paper anymore? A physical paper? Uh, I believe there is a Monday. I think the only day there's no paper is uh, Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they kind of combine the Friday, sad- Saturday. Sunday. I think it's Saturday. It's Saturday, and then they bulked up Friday. Yeah, sun- Sundays is kind of like a, a catch-all kind of uh, Yeah, paper. yeah, yeah. So, anyway. And John Walker, got to respect the say cheers and thank you for your yeah, service to yeah. John Walker, photographer for the beat. Yeah, he, uh, after, I don't know, however long it's been, years, uh, he retired. Uh, some people thought it was an April Fool's thing. Oh, oh It okay. was Friday. Yeah. And so some people were like, hey, is he really retiring? Is they, that would have been a bad funny uh, <laughs> for us to play so maybe next year that that'll be my thing i'm retiring from the beat anyway uh so there's that uh, presently uh i also do a thing now on uh, new rock 104.1 in that i host their weekly homegrown show so it's one hour of local music so stuff on central valley it's pretty specific because it's a rock station so that's kind of the stuff we do but um, all from the Central Valley. That is on at 8 o'clock uh, p.m. on Sundays. Totally cool thing. Uh, lots of bands, but also lots of interviews. Um, yep. So, you know, this week we will have the... Um, this week. Being, I don't know when people are going to listen to this podcast. I shouldn't say this week. But in the past weeks, we have had... Uh, we had the Tower Porch Fest uh, co-founders. We've had any number of bands come on. Um, to kind of talk about there. So we had Fatty Cakes on, and that was really fun. Um, so anyway, that's uh, on New Rock on Sundays, 8 p.m. Uh, I also do a newsletter. It's called Band Geek, and that's Band Geek with, uh, I think it's four or five E's, and that's it on Substack. Thank you, Mike, for uh, turning me on to <laughs> Substack. I think it's great. Uh, so you can go uh, bandgeek.com. Band Geek and it's one two three four E's bandgeek.substack.com and you can sign up and then it just comes right to your email. I mean, you can look at it uh, whenever. <laughs> yeah, like you can go. It, you know, it's like a blog site. You can look at it, but you can also just get it delivered. Yeah, um, and then and that's an easy way. And then you just look at it whenever you want. So, yeah, it's all. Um, it's actually a, a a a tiny pro tip for using Substack that as a reader. It's better to go to the at some somewhere in your newsletter. There's a a, a version that you can click the web version, and yeah. and that's actually a little bit better to read because it won't click you off of it when you you play a video or something. Like, but if you read it in 
inside of your email box. Sometimes it will, you, know, you if you click something It'll, to play, yeah, it yeah. clicks you on out of your box and you go off to the, the website. Right. Whereas yeah. if you're just looking at it from the web version, you can, it, it doesn't take you away. Right. right. A little pro uh, reader. Good. Tip. That's, a, I, that's a great pro tip. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. That's sort of the uh, music, the, the business side of things. On the other side, I have a bunch of, uh, well, so I also have another podcast that I do. Uh, called uh, Aikido Discussed. It is an Aikido podcast, so I um, am an assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno here in town, and we have a podcast. So we talk about uh, Aikido mostly, but it's it's pretty wide, uh, broad in terms of uh, other martial arts and stuff that we talk about. Um, it's it's kind of a fun thing. Like obviously, you have to be into martial arts to to kind of want to listen to it, but. Um, that is on all the podcast platforms, so if you want to look for that. Uh, and then I have all the bands that I'm part of. So um, And right, it's kind of paring down in a way and also expanding in a way. So, <laughs> uh, so you're uh, just go staying back, the same. Go back, uh, and we're um, always out and about. Uh, we had a show last month uh, that was uh, really awesome and, and had a lot of fun with. Uh, don't have anything coming up, um, but you know that could change at any moment. Um, big ball, same way, ACDC cover band. Uh, we haven't played in a while, but there, there's some lines out with people. So we might hopefully get something back together and have a show coming up. ACDC cover band. We do all the Bon Scott era stuff. Uh, and that is a lot of fun. And then I have, uh, several sort of projects that I do in conjunction with, uh, my friend Todd, uh, including victim of propaganda, which we're doing the live version of for porch fest also a band called the downwinders and then i have my own solo project called new old man which you can find out about on Bandcamp. there's probably more but i'm also forgetting things uh the other band that i was in um uh, uh striking originals and then weapons of fear um every we all are spread to the world now people have moved away <laughs> Uh, so we, there's a good chance, you know, we played that, um, we played that nineties cover show and we did a bad religion set and that was kind of like our final going away party for everyone. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, there's always a chance that they might come back into town to do something or, you know, more likely is if they have something going on, I might travel out there and hang out with them for a while and do some stuff, which would be really cool. Yeah. So we'll see, but. There it is. There it is. Man. And I still have time in the day to, you know, do stuff like this and yeah. uh, take naps and <laughs> whatever. So Be a cat, cat dad. Busy, yeah, cat naps with my cat. <laughs> uh, the, right. the the Fresden on social media and Joshua yeah. Teehee on Joshua social Teehee media. Joshua on social media. Reach out. I'm, I'm, I'm easy to uh, get a hold of if you, if you want. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fridays, did you mention Fridays with Kim and Kopi? No, I didn't mention Fridays. I saw you were with a with a celebrity, Fresno celebrity, a, a grizzly bear celebrity. Yes, yes. I was Parker. On, so they did this thing, and I didn't know. They, they sprung it on me. So I'm on Great Day with Kim and Kopi on Fridays. I do a quick little five-minute spot, five things to do uh, each weekend. Uh, so I go on, and they didn't tell me, but I get there, and... Um, 
Parker from the Grizzlies, uh, the mascot, and uh-huh. Time Out from Fresno State are, are both there. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. And then they're getting me all mic'd up, and then they put Parker and Time Out in the anchor chair <laughs> where Tim and Kobe would be. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, Josh, you're over here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and so I had to do this whole thing because uh, it was April Fool's, you know? Yeah. And so they had uh, – Kim and Kobe doing the voices, and then Time Out and uh, uh, Parker doing the um, sort of miming. The, yeah, the whatever. yeah. Uh, I don't know how did it come off. Uh, did it? Was it funny? Did oh it look, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I have to say, uh, and I've seen Parker out. I've seen all of the mascots sort of out because uh, back in the day, I would wear the bee costume. For the <laughs> and so a lot of times there, we would end up at the same place for events if we were doing that kind of stuff, like whatever. But like these dudes are pros. Like yeah. Parker, the guy, like Parker is a pro. Like that guy, like mad respect right. because um, it's just like so, like really good. And I think people don't realize, like you just see a mascot and you're like, ah. Like whatever, yeah. But it's hard to 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 be able to like get all of what you need to get across while you're wearing that gigantic yeah. costume. So, um, I'm all, I'm all about. Sure, it's the, like the hot character. as hot as f and those things. It's too. hot, and it's just, you can't see you know, everything. Right, it's hard to maneuver, and you know, like whatever. But uh, really, really good, good job there. So, thanks for bringing that up. All right, time but, out and time out and Parker, man. Cheers, cheers Parker, to them. I'm telling you what. And, uh, or any, and any uh, of the other mascots in town. Uh, there used to be a Fuego mascot. Yeah, the Monsters have a mascot. Uh, Monsters had a mascot. I think there was a mascot for a while for uh, uh, Children's Hospital. Oh, there, yeah. The I Giraffe. Think, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey the Giraffe, uh, maybe. Jeff, yeah. is it? Anyway, All right. yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the Toys R Us drop. That's I what know. I was thinking. I think that's the Toys R whatever. Although you might be, I don't know. It is draft, but yeah. Uh, all right, we're we're done with this. <laughs> that's we're enough. It can go. This is off the rails. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to all everyone who listens and sort of uh, comments and you know interacts with us online. Really appreciate that. And, uh, I don't know, we'll be back next month, I guess. All right. I will count us out. Five, four, three, two, one. Bye.